Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey there, Thinner Circle, and welcome to the podcast. So this is an episode just for you ladies. Um, there will be a few questions in here. I hope that you'll go through them, answer them, and then bring them with you to our meeting this week to the extent that you feel comfortable sharing i would love to hear your answers maybe even just summarize you know any revelations that you had in this particular session um, my sincere apologies for not getting this out sooner at the time that i um, had written this we were just heading out for um, our little girl jillian's 12th birthday party roller skating and then while we were there um, I knew I was coming home and I had written a podcast and I was so excited to record it for you. And while we were there, she fell and um, ended up br breaking her wrist. So it was just a complete turnaround of my weekend, <laughs> as you can imagine. So I, um, I'm getting to this now on Monday and I'm going to send it to you as quickly as I can today so that by the time we meet on Wednesday at noon and Thursday evenings at six and seven, um, that by then you could have answered the questions in here. So what I'm going to share with you is something that came as a result of a study that I was doing on David in the Bible. Um, some observations as I was studying his life, like how I was noticing, you know, how God was positioning and, and using him. But one of the big revelations I had when I was reading about him was how, you know, sure, he, he, he's somebody, David is somebody who sinned greatly, right? But he didn't sin repeatedly. Like he would identify, he, he would, he recognized his sin. He repented and he changed from it. Like he learned from his mistakes because he started to accept the suffering, like the consequences that his mistakes brought. And he started to learn from them. And from those mistakes in learning from his mistakes, um, he grew in his obedience. And I like just stopped right there because immediately I thought, wow, Sherry, where are you? Like God taught me so many amazing things in my weight loss that I've now applied in other areas of my life. But where am I in my growing from my mistakes and stopping from repeating the things that I keep repeating? Because there are certain things that I keep just doing, you know, defensively. Like I keep, I know I have to do certain things and I don't like it. And so I will do other things. And so that's kind of what brought about this entire episode for you. So what are you learning from your mistakes, right? Like that's the only opportunity we have in our mistakes is to grow from them. Like what suffering have you endured and what cycle do you need to now stop, right? Because in Acts 13.22, Paul tells us that God called David a man after his own heart. And I just thought that was profound. And I started thinking, Sherry, what could change if you focused on God's heart more completely than you focused on all the feels that you have for completing the certification, right? Like as an example, like Sherry, what changes would you make then if your heart's desire were God instead of, you know, attaining this greater certification in life coaching, right? So I just want to bring this to you, hopefully in a very concise way, because too often 
I'm finding this to be true in my case and for those of you who I get to work with more one-on-one, too often we ask God to control our lives without making us give up the goals for which we strive, right? Like I've told you time and time again, for those of you who have been in this thinner circle or even just in the Seekers Method time and time again, that it wasn't until I stopped pursuing weight loss and started pursuing the nearness of God that weight loss really happened. It wasn't until I stopped chasing the goal date and started to pursue a goal state of God's nearness in my obedient heart that weight loss happened. So what I'm saying here is that (laughs) what I'm saying here a little bit more slowly, right? We want God's help, yet we don't, we don't see that his help requires that, that we are, you know, needing to be obedient to his ways, that we have to get comfortable with his ways. We don't have to like or even understand them because a lot of times we ask God for his help because we're stuck or, you know, we feel frustrated or we're stuck, you know, in a situation or in a season where we can't push through a weight loss plateau. And the reality is, is that God's waiting for us to be obedient to the last thing that he's already told us to do. So my first Christian life coaching question for you that you might want to consider as a part of the questions for our our meeting is, what's the thing that you've been told in your heart to do that you're not doing, right? Or that maybe you need to add to this round of the seekers method and you know like what are you observing as the reason that you're not doing it maybe you're like me and you're good at avoiding it you know like so what is your tactic for not doing the last thing that you know the holy spirit has already been telling you to do like are you afraid of it you know of doing it for some reason afraid of you know physically exerting yourself because you believe some thought that you need to take captive, right? The second question is how, if it is avoidance, how is your avoidance possibly keeping you stuck? Like you avoiding doing that last thing that God told you to do. How is it that you are not, by you not doing it, by you avoiding doing that, how is that keeping you stuck? Like take a look at it. You know, maybe God isn't showing up and you're not feeling his nearness or you're not feeling his strength or you're not able to overcome rebellion or pride or the lust of your flesh, the lust of your eyes. You know, maybe you're unable to overcome comfort and ease and all of the summer indulgences. Maybe you're just not feeling God in this area where maybe you previously had because he's stuck back here on point, you know, 45 where he or step 45 where he told you to do this one thing and you've not been doing it. So what are you doing to avoid that, right? The third question is, is there fear there? And if there is, what are you afraid of? Like, in what ways do you see yourself believing fear or running to avoidance, right? Like, I've shared a little bit of that with you regarding me. Like, for me, I will do all of the stupid things that need to be done. And by the time it comes for me to sit down and, you know, log all of the hours that I'm up to for my certification and to do all of the paperwork and the administrative things for my certification, I suddenly will, it'll be time for me to go and get the girls off the bus. Or it's suddenly time that all of the toilets right now have got to be scrubbed. Or all of a sudden, and then before long, I'm like, I just keep avoiding this. Like, no wonder 
I'm not growing in these other areas because God told me back there on that last step what to do and I'm not doing it. I'm doing a really good job at avoiding it and staying busy, right? So if that's you, what's your avoidance choice? Really dig into this because this could be your plateau pusher. This could be the thing that busts you through. Like, are you choosing to ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit? And do you prefer comfort over your discomfort? Like, dig into this. Are you, are you preferring flavor over compliance? Are you preferring, you know, ease over effort, right? Like coming home and binging on Netflix instead of getting, you know, coming home and doing a quick, you know, thing like Annette does in the thinner circle, right? Annette always shares in the Facebook group how she does her afternoon prayers. What could change if you were to just come home and break that cycle of getting in the word, maybe just for five minutes or going in the bathroom or in your prayer closet and getting on your knees and asking God for everything you need that you don't physically feel capable of doing on your own. And then you get up and you start walking in the direction of it, right? How much of a difference could obedience and surrender and submission, how much of a difference could all of that make in this next round of the Seekers Method for you? I want you to answer all of these questions and I want you to think about it and share with us when we meet, right? So in Acts 13, 22, God says that David was a man after his own heart. That really stuck with me. It resonated with me. David had like all of these great sins. <laughs> Excuse me. He sinned greatly, but once he was aware, he repented and he didn't sin repeatedly. I think that's a profound lesson for us to identify what God has asked us to do, identify what we've not done and identify what we need to repent of and go back and do it. We don't have to like it. We don't have to feel like it. We don't have to want to all the things, right? Doing what's easy because we want to is how we chase what's in our own hearts, is in our own heart. How much better could your life be? Could your weight loss results be all of it if you chased after God's heart. Like I told you, for me, it wasn't until I stopped focusing on the number on the scale. It wasn't until I started to value my God voice over my food choice, right? It wasn't until I started to see my goal state of God's nearness over my goal state of my goal weight, right? So what if you chased after God's heart? I mean, do you see how this could have, this could give you strength and power to do what you are avoiding or ignoring. You know what I mean? Like, how could that change you? You must be willing to chase after God, after God and after what God is trying to develop within you. You have no idea what is on the other side of this wilderness and how God needs to leverage your, your heart being attuned to his guidance and your obedient nature yielding to his promptings so that you can be adept at, at, at yielding, at obeying and having that obedience come from your heart because he needs to make you stronger in an area for what's ahead. I mean, too often we ask God to control our lives without, we ask him to control our lives, but we don't want him to require that we give things up, right? <laughs> we don't want to have to give up the things that we want. Like I want to get this mega Christian life coaching certification for all of the reasons that I've been working on it for so long, right? Like I want to get it, but that also means that I've got to be uncomfortable. I've got to stop, you know, saying in the evenings that I can't do 
office work when the kids are home. That's a lie, right? Like I have to identify what it is that I'm thinking and feeling and what I believe in my heart so that I can step out in my heart faith, my water walking faith to do the hard things. And when I feel like I don't have the power or the energy to do it, I go and pray. And I also get attuned to when it is time to actually rest because I'm burning out all of those things. But like I said, too often we ask God to control our lives without having us give up the things that we want. Like for you to correct this, you have got to give up this constant need to be in control. Surrender the means of accomplishing your goal and make even, and maybe even like surrendering what the defin or the destination is. So what this means, <clears throat> what I'm really trying to say here is that you place yourself in a position to understand that weight loss is going to require you to give up a lot of what you want to eat and drink and even what you do do for relaxation, do for fun, do for zoning out, all of those things. It may even mean giving up your desire to lose weight as you focus instead on being obedient, on on making Jesus the Lord of your life. Like, have you ever experienced what coming under his authority really means? Like what it means to give him complete and total lordship and trusting, trusting what God is developing in you? Like, that could be profound in how it's transforming you. I believe that transformation happens when we chase after God's heart. So example, okay, so I want to give you this, this scenario because it's just true. Like this is how I'm straying from everything that I should be, that the professionals are telling me I should be doing in order to make my life coaching practice successful, okay? So here's an example. Many of the marketing leaders that I work with Um, They teach me to chase sales, right? They teach me to chase sales, but that is not me. And that's not the season. That's not what God is equipping me for, right? Like my heart is in this for him. I've stepped away from their guidance because God's heart is for me to chase after souls. Like I want women to be transformed from the inside out. And so in this, my drive, like my determination to just get up and keep doing these things, my desire is completely propelled by God. And when that's the case, because my my sights are set on souls instead of sales, obedience is so much easier. Like I want you to translate that into you, right? Like that's that all happened as a result of me shifting, shifting from temporal to eternal shifting from Sherry's gain to God's gain. And truly, it brings me joy to do what God wants me to do. Like it's a daily sacrifice, but I've never had this much joy in a sacrifice. I mean, my faith is so strong. I know that he's going to bless me in more ways if I don't give up and if I don't lose sight of doing this for the souls instead of the sales. Does that, I hope that kind of, Example kind of shows you what I'm talking about. So I encourage you to get real with yourself. Answer the questions in this episode. Do what God has already told you to do. And remember, real quick, we're almost done. (laughs) Had the Israelites just submitted to God's leadership, they totally would have thrived beyond their expectations, right? They had to quit up, quit up. Wow, there's a whole new word. They... They needed to quit complaining because they were believing what they were saying. And if they would have just obeyed what God was telling them to do, they could have 
believed that God would do what he said, right? And so if they would have just submitted to God's leadership, they would have thrived beyond their expectations. What about you? What do you need to submit to in God's leadership that will enable you to thrive beyond your expectations? So our obedience is weak. Like we struggle being obedient if we ask God to lead us, but then we continue to live by our old standards and by our old values. You might even want to write this down. Obedience requires that you be willing to be led. Obedience requires you to crucify rebellion, crucify your pride, your cravings, your laziness, your ego, your bad habits, the way that you always do things, um, family, what do I want to say, traditions. Uh, it's going to require that you crucify ease and familiarity and did I say comfort? <laughs> and food joy and laziness joy, right? And even idolatry. This is the idolatry test. For some of you who are newer to the Thinner Circle or the Seekers Method, you might want to write this down. How do you know if you're worshiping an idol and it's keeping you stuck? An idol is anything that gives you what you want and not what you need. So obedience is how we come under God's authority. Does that make sense? So where do you need to come under his authority? Because obedience is how we step into the plans that he has for us. So trust his ways and trust his timing. This process, I mean, just like I told you in the Sunday Seeker Sesh this week, this process is going to require your submission to his authority, which is going to require that you seek his help to come under his authority. We, we need a savior to even help us with that because our flesh is so strong, right? Your flesh is not going to like it and that's okay. Identify where you need to be obedient, where you need to submit what you need to still do as an act of obedience to what he's already told you maybe 10 steps ago to do and then do it. So how could doing that last thing that he told you to do, how could that level you up in this next round? In what ways has your, your avoidance or your disobedience to not doing what he's told you to do, in what ways has that disobedience kept you from progress? So focus on what you're supposed to do, on what you're supposed to do, not what you want to do or what you think you should do or what you feel you should do. And if you have any beliefs there, I want you to really take those old beliefs to God. And also when you're focused on what you're supposed to do, you also need to be mindful of not being focused on what you should have, right? Like that trips me up all the time. That trips me up all the time. So for those of you in the thinner circle, bring your revelations to our call. What has God been telling you to do already that you've just not done? What lengths were you previously going to, to avoid doing what he told you and why? And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do instead? And then I also want you to think of ways that we can help you, how we can help you to break out of this. Because that's what accountability is all about. That's what being inside of the thinner circle where we can help you is all about. All right, ladies, I'll see you on our call.